everyone. Welcome to the My Nights Are Booked podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Pollock, and today I'm going to be talking about Fear the Walking Dead. Now, as many of you may know, Fear the Walking Dead is heading into its eighth and final season, and the season premiere is on Sunday, May 14th, and uh, we're just a couple of days away from that. And the reviews are out, and I haven't read a lot of reviews. I try not to read other people's reviews too much because then it could influence my own opinion. But I did have the opportunity to watch the first three episodes of the season. And uh, remember, this is a shortened season. There's going to be 12 total episodes split into two halves. So uh, the first half has six episodes. I've seen half of those. Half of half of half. You're keeping track. It's kind of confusing. But uh I just thought we would take some time and, and kind of talk through it. Usually I write out a review, but you know, I, I feel like talking about it, sharing my thoughts and, and just kind of doing some free flowing, free conscious discussion about these episodes. Obviously I'm not going to spoil anything for you and, and um, not going to reveal any major plot points or anything like that. But there is something that uh, really stood out to me. Um, you may have noticed on Monday when the review embargo was up that I published an interview that I did with our very own Kim Dickens, who is uh, the original star of the show, Madison Clark. And one of the things that we talked about in that interview was the fact that the season is so incredibly dark. Now, I've been covering the Walking Dead universe for several years now. I, I It goes back, I mean, we're, geez, we're eight, nine years into this. And before I covered it, I was a fan of the show. So this isn't, you know, this universe is not new to me. But what was new to me is that for the first time ever in watching this show, and and, and not just Fear the Walking Dead, any Walking Dead show, and I am including the season premiere of season seven of The Walking Dead in this estimation. For the first time, I was squirming. I could hardly sit still because I was like, wow, this show has gotten so dark. Remember, Fear the Walking Dead has always been a little bit different from the the original show because it's, you know, for one, it doesn't have the comic book canon to follow. So it's uncharted territory. That's why we've had everything from boats to Mexico to uh, nuclear wastelands. We've seen a little bit of everything. The show started in Los Angeles and now they're, they've made their way uh, across the landscape and the, the, the American Southwest. And now they're in, I don't know, I'm not even sure where we are. To be honest with you, I don't know where they are. It doesn't really matter. There's water. It's probably the coast off of Texas. That would make sense. But uh, it doesn't really matter because geography doesn't really matter anymore because we're, we're kind of, you know, in the apocalypse and we're, we're very far removed in the apocalypse. And uh, this season, you know, as you know, it, it's not a spoiler to say that there is a time jump in this season. And that's something that uh, time jumps are always interesting in this universe. And in this case, you know, it's kind of reminiscent of the time jump that we saw in season nine of The Walking Dead, where all of a sudden, you know, time has passed, lives have changed, relationships have changed. Kids have grown up, 
And, you know, that it really changes the nature of the story. So a lot of season eight, at least in the first couple of episodes, a lot of it is just kind of refamiliarizing ourselves with where the characters are at this point, because a lot has happened and it isn't. it's not a spoiler to say that it hasn't been great because I think that's kind of obvious coming out of last season, things were not good. Things were deteriorating rapidly. There was, you know, there was nuclear fallout. There was, uh, you know, this mysterious place that may or may not exist. And, you know, there, there were a lot of pieces and parts, you know, Mo had been taken by these people and Madison was involved and, Morgan was trying to get her back. And then, you know, we arrive in season eight and everybody's kind of all over the place. And one of the things I really appreciate about the way that this show functions is that it's always different. I think that's a good thing. I like the fact that I have zero idea what's going on and I have no idea what's going to happen. With The Walking Dead, one of the challenges that I I had, now I have always made this very clear, I did not read the comic books. I actually read the final comic book because that came out and everybody was reading it. And I was like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to read the final comic book. But I didn't know all of the comic book stories. And so, you know, f- for example, when The Whisperers came along, I didn't know that there was this pike scene that everybody was talking about, you know, like everybody was talking about it on social media. And, and I, I, I came to understand that there were going to be deaths. And I remember before that, when, um, I had made a comment on social media about King Ezekiel and someone on social media, cause you know how social media is, uh, someone on social media responded and they're like, don't get too attached to King Ezekiel because he's not going to make it. He's going to end up on a pike. I was like, you know what, this is, this is why we really don't need to do that to people. You know, you don't need to spoil things for other people. It's not cool. But what I loved is that that didn't happen. And that's what I love about Fear the Walking Dead. I love that the Walking Dead deviated slightly from comic, the, from the comic book because it, it allowed people to still be surprised stories continued and things kind of mirrored the comics, but they didn't mirror them so closely that it was an exact copy of what was going on in the comics. With fear though, there is no roadmap. Anything can happen. And that's where we arrive in season eight. As I said, it was dark. It made me squirm. It made me uncomfortable. It's kind of like, okay, is this, this is not the same show. This does not feel anything like the original, uh, when I say original, I mean, it, it feels so drastically different than anything we've seen before. This is a very different version of these characters because they have been basically defeated. They have been beaten down. They are in a system, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, uh, reminiscent of, Rick's group coming out of um, season seven with the saviors, you know, when they were under the savior control and they were just kind of like, you know, we don't know what to do. We're just going to fall in line and try to make the best of this. And so we're kind of picking up the pieces in these early episodes of season eight, trying to figure out where everybody is. Um, 
you know, uh, Kim actually said in our interview, you know, that it was some of these scenes were really challenging to film because they were so dark and they had to go to these drastically dark places. She said this was the darkest she's ever played Madison. And that includes seasons one through three, where Madison Clark was a very different person. So imagine for Kim Dickens to make that kind of a statement that, uh, you know, that that usually means that, <laughs> that, you know, she's she's not kidding. She doesn't she has no reason to 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 lie about it. She uh, if, if the interview, I'll make sure I link an interview, the interview uh, in the description of this podcast. Uh, it's over at What to Watch, and you can read that right now. But uh, she said she felt uncomfortable too, like uncomfortable in the sense that it was you know she had to really dig deep as an actor to get to a place where she could film these scenes. And having seen these episodes, I kind of understand where she's coming from, and you know I can see where these these scenes would be very challenging to an actor even though we all know that actors love challenging scenes because it allows them to play in that toolbox. You always hear about, you know, the actor's toolbox where they get to dig in and, and play these characters and, and do things that are outside of their personalities. But this, you know, it, it's, it's, it's edgy. It's, it's, it's very visceral and gritty and, and just dark. Dark is the theme of this season so far. Now, the first episode, Remember What They Took From You, uh, that'll be premiering this Sunday on AMC and AMC+. Plus. It was written by Andrew Chambliss and Ian Goldberg, and it was directed by Michael E. Satrazimus. And if you know anything about The Walking Dead, you know that Michael E. Satrazimus ends up directing the biggest episodes, or some of the biggest. I shouldn't say the biggest. That usually goes to Greg Nicotero. But after Greg, Mikey is the one who directs these episodes. And I can see, I mean, all of the elements that he was able to work with and the way that he brings these, these shots together and really gets you in the middle of this action. It's just, it's incredible. Um, it's worth noting that the first three episodes were written by Andrew and Ian and they're the showrunners. So you really see that cohesive nature kind of running through them because it's the same writers throughout. Um, the first episode and, uh, you know, again, without spoiling anything, it's, it's kind of features Morgan and Madison and, uh, kind of introduces you to their lives. Uh, the second episode is titled Blue Jay. And, uh, that's where we get to see what was going on with June, Dwight and Sherry. And then by the third episode, Odessa, um, that's where we kind of get into kind of the bulk of the story. And it kind of lays this this foundation for, I think, what we're going to expect to see or what we can expect to see for the rest of the season. One thing that I really like, and, and uh, I just wanted to make a note of this, is that, you know, for everybody who says, you know, I, I don't like how these episodes are anthologies. I don't like how it, you know, I don't like that format. I really think that the anthology format works really well with this kind of storytelling because you don't want to jump around to 10 different characters. This isn't an ensemble cast. There are a lot of people, a lot of stories to keep track of. It's very helpful for this type of story, especially in season eight, to stay focused and stay tight on just a handful of characters. I think that works really well. One of the other note noteworthy things is that 
what you'll really see with these first three episodes, and again, you know, it's it's uh it's it's always easier when you have screeners because you get to watch them back to back to back and you can kind of watch the progression. It's a little bit different when you're watching week to week. Um, but one of the things that I noticed is that this season, the answers come a lot faster than they have in previous seasons. You're not left to guess what's going on or how things are working or why they're working the way they are. A lot of that gets to, gets explained by the third episode. And I have a few thoughts on this because, you know, like I said, in previous seasons, they kind of left the mystery going a little bit, you know, maybe too long in some cases, but it worked for the way the story was being told. So it wasn't problematic. But with 12 episodes this season and, you know, with the need to bring the story to a close, I think that this is all kind of a red herring. There's a reason that people who review the show have only gotten the first three episodes. Usually, you know, in previous seasons, we'd get like four of them. I think once we got five of them, you know, that was back when there were 16 episodes per season. I don't know if we got three episodes because it's a shortened season or if there's a reason for it because of what happens in episode four. My gut tells me that there is a come there's somewhere the truth lies somewhere in between that. I think that there is something really big that happens uh just based on the way the story's told. And so my immediate thought is that this season is gonna move very quickly and we're going to see a lot, we're gonna experience a lot. But for anyone who's ever, you know, been concerned about the pacing of the show or the the pacing of the revelations and, and the explanations of what's going on. This season really rectifies a lot of that. And it really gives us answers before, um, before, I mean, really in the third episode, you're like, Oh, okay. Like first episode, you get answers. Second episode, you get more answers. And by the third episode, you're like, Oh, okay. Now I get it. Now I see, I, I kind of have this picture and that is going to, I think, carry into the back half of the first half of the season and into, you know, the rest of the, of the, uh, the episodes that will be coming later this year and uh, the episodes that are basically going to bring the show to a close. So I'm really excited. And uh, I mean, anyone who's been following my coverage of the walking dead and fear the walking dead over the years, you know, that I'm always optimistic about how this, uh, you know, how the shows turn out, but there is something really, really clever and really different and really just, it's, it's so gritty. And so uh, after all of the things that this group of people have been, has been through, um, you know, and even, I would even say with the walking dead group, um, all of the cast, really, I mean, all of the different series over the years, this is one of the darkest places I've ever seen. I don't know if it's because of, you know, the idea of, you know, kids and parents being separated, um, you know, not knowing what's going on with that, not understanding, you know, the reason behind that. We saw a lot of that in season seven as, as Morgan was trying to sort out what Madison was up to. Um, but there's just something inherently dark about where this this season begins and how it's impacted 
a group of people who have always had, you know, at least a glimmer of hope. And for that glimmer to have been extinguished, it's a really fascinating thing because this show has always been about optimism. And I have no doubt that they are going to figure something out. But uh, they they find themselves when we pick up in season eight, uh, things are very, there's a reason I keep using the word dark. There's a reason for it because it's just, it's just dark. It's, it's very dark. And in this world, you know, where, where the undead are walking all over and people are horrible to each other. And, you know, there's not a lot of reason to be hope or to have hope or to be hopeful. Um, I don't say that lightly. I, I it's very intentional that, um, that I'm stressing this point because it really, you really come to see that in these first three episodes. So I'm really excited for this season. I'm going to be talking about it on the podcast, uh, throughout the season. So, you know, be, be sure to check back. I'll have, uh, I've got some interviews. You'll see those kind of in a combination of, uh, combination of places. Some of them are going to be on what to watch. Some of them will be on my nights are booked. Um, I think, let me see what episode or what interviews do I have uh, coming up? I have some stuff with Ruben Blades and Denai Garcia and uh, let's see, Jenna Elfman and Christine Evangelista and Karen David. Those will all be up in the coming days and weeks. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about this. It's, it's a, uh, it's bittersweet because I love watching this show, but I'm not happy that we have to say goodbye. So if you're like me and you're not happy about saying goodbye, then let's, uh, let's suffer through this together and get through it together the way we always have. So I'm excited about this journey and I'm excited to have you come along for the ride. So thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for subscribing to the podcast. Thank you for your reviews and your messages and uh, we're going to get back into things because right on the heels of Fear the Walking Dead, we're going to jump into a brand new world with The Walking Dead, Dead City. And you might have seen my interview with uh, with Lauren Cohan and uh, the showrunner and Gaius Charles. And uh, just it, there's so many things, uh, so many exciting things coming up. So we're going to have full coverage. Uh, between the podcast and over at My Nights Are Booked and at What to Watch. So just keep, you know, keep following along and I appreciate your support and uh, we'll chat again. This is, uh, like I said, a couple days before the premiere. Uh, the next podcast uh, that we're going to talk about this show, it'll be, uh, it'll air after the episode airs on Sunday. So be sure to check back on Sunday and we'll break down the episode and uh, I'll be able to go into a little more detail after the episode airs. So thank you so much and we will talk soon.